Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest trends in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Amanda Carestio. And I'm Kate Zynard. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about our favorite fashion trends for spring 2019. We'll check in with designer Tiffany Pratt about her take on trends and how they are fluid across fashion, beauty, and home decor. We'll each share what's inspiring us in our Sojo segment, and then we'll ask you to share something too. Before we get started, though, how's it sewing, guys? Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. I did it. I went there. <laughs> That's awesome. We should do that every time. It's oh. sewing pretty well for me. Yeah. Uh, I finished the last of my gallery tunics, uh, my flannel gallery tunics over the weekend, and so now I feel like I've scratched that itch and I'm ready to move on to something else. Awesome. Are you are you ready to move on to some hand sewing I might bring for you when I come <laughs> next week? Sure, why not? <laughs> I know, I, doing samples for um, when I come visit you guys filming, and I have this like hem to be hand sew, and I pin it up like, maybe Kate can do this. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I wouldn't do that. I think you'll have to bribe her. I, well, I have, to, I have to tell you, Meg, my husband told me to tell you that it doesn't matter how much sewing it would get me, we're just not moving to Canada. So you're oh, going to have to oh. come here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't. Maple syrup won't lure you here. No, no, oh, I do like maple syrup, Ooh. though. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, we'll discuss it. We'll, we'll discuss. see what he has to say. Yeah. yeah. I'll bring up oh, the you, maple Amanda. syrup. I'm, I'm good. I just I finished up a few big projects. And um, yeah, now I'm kind of taking a break and waiting for inspiration to strike. So... Um, maybe well, maybe something from the trends will um, from our trends discussion Ooh. will get me on my way. And um, let's go ahead and jump in. I'd say that it's probably not a surprise to anybody here, but I tend to have mixed feelings about anything that's super trendy. Um, but I know some folks are on the other end of the spectrum and are super into designer fashion trends, and that is great. I feel like. Either way, it's um, it's a good opportunity to try new things, experiment, step outside of your comfort zone, and, and just kind of be open to inspiration, um, even if not all the trends are for you all the time. Um, so we each picked a few 2019 fashion trends to discuss. And first I want to say, when you're researching fashion trends, it's kind of hilarious because there's so there are so many discrepancies. Mm-hmm. Some people be like, ruffles, bigger better bolder and some on the other end will say ruffles are completely out so just want to say um it's kind of not an exact science i don't think and it's (laughs) Mm -hmm. definitely a matter of perspective see this is why i just let meg point me to one specific roundup and i just assume (laughs) that that is the definitive roundup and I just go with no, that. No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> I just like ones where I get some examples. So if I like, usually I always go with um, Vogue's trend roundup is really great because they give specifics of each trend from several designers because you can't just say that this is a trend if one designer right. does it right. because right. they could just really like ruffles or tie dye, but you need at least several um, or even more. Even, even, okay, funny story. One time, when I was in fashion school, I thought several meant seven. And so she said, they said, bring several fashion sketches of something. And then I brought seven because I, never mind. That just reminded me. <laughs> just tied it all in together because mm-hmm. I said several or more. Okay. Anyways, guys, we already decided it's this kind of day today. But yeah, I need examples. Different designers doing the trend. Got it. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> let's jump in. And um, it will be no surprise, the um, my favorite picks from the list. But... I'll kick it off, and I'm really happy to see that wide leg pants are sticking around, mm-hmm. and in particular, um, wide leg jeans. You know, I was doing a little bit of research about um, kind of denim trends and jeans trends, and what I was reading, it was like kind of unprecedented that all of these different kinds of jeans are all kind of popular at the same time. Like, I think, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there are some that kind of catch fire and then kind of cool off, but like there's there's a lot of different kinds of jeans out there. It's not just all skinny jeans anymore, which makes me really happy. Yeah, uh, I do not have the proper shape for skinny jeans, so they are absolutely not my thing. So I am very happy about uh, wider leg 
pants being in style because I never wore the skinny ones anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, really hot in the indie sewing community, Lander pants, the Persephone pants, and also kind of in with this trend um, is also kind of like a resurgence of cargo pants. And, of course, mm-hmm. there are the Bryce Cargos by Hey June Handmade, which are awesome. So lots of ways you can jump on that trend if you want to. And I love the cropped, like the slightly mm-hmm. cropped wide leg. Exactly. I love that. Like show off your shoes. Like because the thing with me is a wide leg pants. And if they go to the floor, I have to wear like heels. And some, some days I just don't want to wear heels. But I love the cropped. And you show off the shoes, a little sock action there. I love it. <laughs> sock action. Nice. Yes. Um, okay. So now it's time for me to talk about one of uh, the trends that um, I'm actually iffy on this one. It's called California Dreaming and it's lots of tie-dye and kind of wetsuit scuba gear turn runway. I like aspects of it. I hate tie-dye. I just don't like tie-dye but I love a good wetsuit neoprene bathing suit look. Oh my god, so. Meg, that's hilarious because when I was sitting and looking at that particular set, all I could think was, I can handle the tie-dyed stuff, but the whole wetsuit oh, right. look is just not my thing. And I thought, <laughs> so I thought awesome. you were totally going to be into the tie-dye. I was like neon green tie-dye. It's no. it's going to happen. But no. No, I'm not a tie-dye tie-dye girl. Yeah. So, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think it's kind of a hard thing to wear, but I like it, and I like that it's kind of freeform, and it's like nothing um, exemplifies summer and kind of carefree spirit better than tie-dye. So I like the idea of it. I just probably I don't wear it very much. And see, that's what I think I don't like about the wetsuit part because – you know, it's fine for keeping you warm when you're actually like snorkeling or something, but and you're just walking around outside. It's like, why am I wearing this? It's so hot. <laughs> so, uh. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the first one I picked to talk about is uh, the current lace trend that's going on, which is apparently a little bit different than sort of the traditional, very feminine look. There's a lot of uh, piecing and block work done with it, and Mm -hmm. um, they've been kind of styling it up in menswear and sporty styles. I saw one that was sort of a very traditional lace shirt, but it had like a stripy rib knit um, neckband and armbands, which made it look very athletic. It was very interesting, Um, and I kind of like it. You know, I I don't know. I I like lace, but I, I like seeing something a little different done with it, something more unique mm-hmm. yeah I like this trend too I like a boxy the boxy cut of lace mixed with sporty elements I like that cross between the two because I I'm not one to like wear like a pretty lace like dress they think they call it in the trend like this is the trend for wearing lace for ladies who don't lunch like you think of like white gloves and like the lace and all that stuff. yeah but way too feminine like for me right yeah it's, it's feminine but it's feminine with an edge yeah and I, I like, like it yeah I'd be open to it I'm into it, yes. All right, next up, um, robe coats. And I picked this one because I'm not really that into fitted coats. And I feel like most sewists have already sewn something that ended up looking robe-like. And maybe you didn't wear it because of that, but now you can take it out and wear it with pride. Um, I have a couple of these, um, like an Esme cardigan. It's a long cardigan with like a big um, neck band and looks totally roby. And I felt weird about that at first, but now I'm just going to say I was way ahead of the trends and just um, roll with it. But I think for this trend, look for an open coat or um, one that has a tie closure. You're looking for something that has a big um, deep shawl collar and also something that's pretty roomy these aren't these aren't super fitted um, mm-hmm. so yeah yeah row code has been on my to make list for a really long long time now yeah. I'm definitely definitely here for it looks so like it looks it's very chic it's like effortless chic it's like you know I don't know yeah, I like it. I'm sure on you it would be effortless chic. On me it would look like I was wearing a bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not sure it's I a care. fine line. It is a fine line, you guys. I think the fabric is key. You got yes. yeah. You got to pick the fabric. Yeah, for sure. It needs nothing to be really like, a nice drape to it. Right. Yeah. But nothing too fluffy 
or like absorbent mm-hmm. looking. Nothing. Don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't do terry cloth. <laughs> Whatever you do, just don't do terry cloth. <laughs> just don't do terry cloth. Oh, jeez. Okay, so next one is a controversial trend. I am all here for it. I am going to rock it this summer. If I pull it off or not, I'm going to post a picture and you guys can tell me, but it's the fashion bike shorts. <laughs> and this is like, this is really um, on trend now with like the Kardashians. Like Kim just rocks this trend to a T and you can kind of see it on the runway pair with blazers and kind of heels and kind of dressed up a bit, but it's like a fashion long bike short. Yeah. So as I'm sitting there looking at the pictures of the, uh, you know, on the runway, they look very nice on the runways, on the models. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that that's something that would look good on me. Um, nor <laughs> I kind of got over that whole uh, skin-tight pants thing when I was in, like, junior high. So <laughs> I think I'm going to skip that one. But, you know, more power to anyone who wants to try it out. Because if it, if, if it speaks to you, then more power to you. It does not speak to me. Yeah, I don't hate it but I definitely won't wear it um I mean I I appreciate it. it's kind of I think it lends itself to some unique silhouettes you know with something mm-hmm. kind of flowy and open and then you've got you know paired with something that's really slim fit and that's interesting but yeah probably not yeah. gonna wear it I think my key is I just need to wear it with something that like covers yeah my exactly. butt right. that's the main thing because there's nothing like a hideous like fashion faux pas than leggings with like a short shirt like yeah. if you're not like in every day like if you're going to the gym that's fine but so I'm just need to find a really killer outfit I'm thinking like even like open toe heels with like neon socks too like I'm gonna take it there so really excited to style this one guys <laughs> I'm excited for you oh so just leave that leave that there okay um the one that I saw that I was actually really excited about is there's a certain certain style of trim trend going on um where it's it's generally there are two two elements to it one of them are little wispy thin feathers in you know really big poofy amounts um, either at the hems or on the bodices, and those are fun and everything. But the one that really got me excited was the fringe. You guys, I love fringe. This might be where my love of the 20s comes from. I was just thinking that. that. I was just, or, yeah. or it's the other way around. It could be that I love the 20s because I love fringe, or I love fringe because I love the 20s. It doesn't matter. I love fringe. And these are such cool looks with like fringe on the sleeves and like Somebody had this like little capelet, but then the fringe itself was like a yard long, so it was hanging down next to her calves, and it was so cool, it was so much fun, and I really need to figure out some way I can work that one into my sewing because, man, I'd love an mm-hmm. excuse to put a whole bunch of fringe all over my clothing. Yeah. What do you guys think? Fringe? Yay day? I'm so on the yay fringe train. Love it. I'm a maybe. I, I have kind of been pining over like a fringy bag. Because mm, um, yeah. I think that's a nice way to bring in the trend without actually wearing it. But yeah, I don't know. Undecided. Undecided. All right. That's fair. All right. Um, next up, one that of course I was excited about. Um, beige is going to be a big player this spring. <laughs> beige. <laughs> woohoo! Um, oh my gosh. I'm. I kind of love it um, but it's also kind of tied in with um, sustainable sewing becoming a trend and sustainable fashion um, so beige and black are um, big players in that um, largely because they're they're neutrals they're easy to wear you can um, kind of get the most out of garments um, in those tones because you can you can mix and match them um, they're just, they're really practical, which you know just makes me so super happy. Um, and I think sustainable sewing is something that um, sewists have kind of been hip to for a while, sustainable fashion. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we actually have a new series in Sew News um, in our first issue of the year. And it um, goes in depth and talks about um, sustainable fabric selection, but also um, pattern selection. So picking things that you know you're going to um, love, you're going to wear a lot, and they're going to last a long time. So um, this this trend just um, notches all my, my boxes. I'm super excited about it. 
Yeah, that's that's cool. I hadn't thought about that as a sustainable element because of the uh, color versatility. But that's cool. Um, I I might dip my toe into this, but beige is not really my thing, and I'm definitely not going head to toe beige, um, which seemed to be part of the part of the trend mm-hmm. element there. Yeah. Um, but I might look into a little bit of beige here and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I can't pull off beige too well. It just kind of looks like I'm naked if I'd be wearing head to toe beige. So I don't know. Not gonna probably not going to going to. As now I'm looking over at my cutting table and see a bunch of beige twills. So <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I brought one of my samples, and, but the other one's green. So we'll see. <laughs> oh, okay, so geez, maybe my eyes just wandered. Maybe yeah, not so, head to toe, but maybe not not head to toe. Head to toe. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So speaking of not head to toe beige, we're talking about fruity suiting. So this is full on suits in pink and green and everything in between. And I am so here for it. the Gucci green suit that's featured in the Vogue article. I adore it. Um, I love it. Well, it is green. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. It's shock, shocker. <laughs> I mean, again, it's it's a trend that I can appreciate, but I can't see myself mm-hmm. wearing it. Like, I don't even know where I would wear that. Where where mm-hmm. do you wear that? Well, see, I, and that's uh, the thing. Like, I love this trend. I, just, I don't know. There's something about that range of colors, and I'm just like, ooh, pretty. But I don't wear suits. So probably not something I'm actually going to dabble in, but I love looking at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about um, the suit that Julian's going to wear to the wedding, and he wants to wear a pink suit. Wow, and, I love Julian. <laughs> I know, and it, I, the, uh, it was so funny. His family's like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was like, "I don't care. You do, you do it if you want." So we're dabbling in some. Maybe the could be a menswear fruity suit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so the answer is, you yeah. wear that to a wedding. Yes. To Meg's wedding. Exactly. Yes. To my wedding. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Meg's wedding. <laughs> All right. And I'm just going to touch on one more really quickly because I think we're running up against our time limit here. Um, hats. Hats are really big, uh, apparently. Very specific kind. Uh, big hats, wide brims. I saw some of them with some tulle over them to make kind of a veil sort of look. Uh, I don't know about the veily thing. That seems a little high fashion for me. But you guys, I look really good in hats. So I'm like super excited <laughs> that this is something that I'm like, ooh, I can wear a hat, be cute, and be on trend. Yay! <laughs> I love hats too. I feel like I have bangs, and that makes wearing hats difficult. Like, unless mm-hmm. you wear it like really far back on your head, um, it's kind of problematic, but I love hats. Mm-hmm. I like hats too, but I've gotten more into the fascinator side of hats. I, I've been wearing my fair share of fascinators awesome to no, recent cool. weddings that I'm going to fascinators are great these are not fascinators this new trend I know they're not but, but fascinators are also great and you know who doesn't yes. love a good fascinator yeah <laughs> little hat little hat <laughs> all right well you heard our take on a few fashion trends for 2019 and um we want to hear what you think we are going to share um some of our resources and links to roundups that we've done on So Daily and Berta Style in the show notes page. So take a look there if you'd like to read and see more on the trends. Yeah, if you want to know what a fruity suit actually looks like, this is where you want to go. (laughs) Exactly. Head to the show notes page. (laughs) I had the absolute pleasure of chatting with Tiffany Pratt recently, and we talked about everything from fashion bike shorts to Marie Kondo's way of folding and tidying. Tiffany is well-known here in Canada for her trademark pink hair, big energy, and hands-on approach to joyous home decor style and fashion. She's a frequent guest and host on Canada's Home and Garden TV network, as well as many lifestyle show appearances sharing her passion for transformation. Tiffany is also a brand ambassador for Bernina's 4 Series sewing machine, so special shout out to them for helping us connect with her. Hope you enjoy our chat. I'm sitting down here with Tiffany Pratt, and yay! yay and I'm so glad you um, agreed to talk with me. I'm really excited. Oh, you're sweet. To talk Thank with you for you wanting today. to talk to me. I mean, oh please. yeah, That's, it's a two-way street, sister. <laughs> All right, 
right. So um, I'm here in Canada, and so I really know you from TV, HGTV, and City Line. My mom would always, when I was at home, my mom would always yell, Meg, the lady with the pink hair's on. And I would always go. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I just... I love your uh, style and everything, but here at Sew and Tell, we're kind of a sewing podcast, so I just want to know your sewing journey and what made you want to start to sew and learn and everything like that. <laughs> I um, I was convinced when I was a kid. By the way, I'm so happy to be here, and thank you oh. for watching, <laughs> and thank you for being interested in what I was wearing and all the things on the show. It's um, It's always been important to me to be myself you know, on, on camera and off camera so that people who maybe weren't um, as normal felt represented in the entertainment world. So that's something that yeah. I, um, so I'm grateful that you were, so thank you for that. And thank you for having <laughs> me. Um, I began my childhood journey. You know, when you're, you're in fifth grade and the teacher asks you what you want to do for a living, like what, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Um, I was convinced I was going to be a fashion designer. <laughs> so I was like, well, yes. I'm just going to be a fashion designer and I'm going to have a car driving me around and I'm going to be going to all the fashion shows. So mm -hmm. I, I had a long time love for fashion um, and it started at a really young age. And um, that's really where the creativity in like I re do. You, do you remember the fashion plates? Those little pink plastic plates. This is a toy of the 80s. So you may not know it, but Google oh, it when we're I done. I'm totally gonna Google that. Shout out to the people who know what I'm talking about. Oh wait, the plates that you interchange yes. and they're yes. like the slates, the yes. square slates that totally had one. Yes, okay. I did. Yes, so okay, now I, I know what you're talking the about. the fashion plates. I changed yes. my clothes three times a day. Like I was always um, into clothes and fashion and before I could sew, um, I would make requests. My mother had a sewing machine and my mom was not an amazing sewer, but she always yeah. put together our Halloween costumes and little small things. And I was convinced uh -huh. I needed white walking shorts for everything. <laughs> so I was already creating clothes that I wanted to wear when I was a kid. So by the time um, high school came around and mm -hmm. it, we had choices of what we could take, I took the fashion arts course. And of course mm -hmm. it was years of sewing. So um, we would learn the sewing machine and all the different stitches and mm -hmm. all the different techniques of how to reinforce things and yeah. cut, you know. So um, yeah. <laughs> I took I took um, fashion arts for a few years and um, made all sorts of weird things and dresses and skirts and bags and um, and I loved it. I loved it. So it, I didn't think that I wasn't going to be a fashion designer. I was always pretty convinced that that's what I would do. Um, yeah. So I actually took, I never even sketched garments per se after that. I sketched some, but then it turned mm -hmm. into painting. And so I took a lot of my painting and artwork and sculptures um, to FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, convinced that they were just going to accept me on the spot as a fashion designer, they said, <laughs> no, no, like you're, you're definitely a textile and surface designer. You're not a fashion designer. You have <laughs> zero technical skills. So um, I was very honored um, when Bernina had told me about the new machine that they were developing for people like myself who do so, but we're not super technical. So that was a right. match yeah. made in heaven. Yeah, and I love the quote that you have. It's, you don't need to have a world of skill behind you to create something beautiful. And I think that's so, so true. Because I know even friends that I'm teaching how to sew recently, it's, they're not so concerned with like really the technical things and if it's properly reinforced. It's just, they just want this idea of this silhouette and this fabric. And I don't really care if it's, you know, perfectly sewn. I just want to express my style. Well, I, love that. I think that the idea for me with sewing was always like, uh, it was like a really classy adhesive. You know, yeah. like instead of gluing the edge of this of the hem, I would sew it. And like, yeah. And even when I'm working with papers and paper products, I would sew yeah. them. And I, I, I made a joke when I was in Switzerland, actually. I'm like, guys, this is just a really classy adhesive. And they all thought that that was the funniest thing in the world. But like <laughs> a classy adhesive. This is just a classy <laughs> adhesive. Um, but, the, but the truth is that I, I do like I would go to Value Village and I know people who um, aren't from Canada. Value Village is a place where people would be buying reused clothes. Um, but I would, even as like a kid in high school, I was buying things at Value Village and I was upcycling them and changing them and mm -hmm. ripping the sleeves off, changing the length of things, adding stuff yeah. to them. So that's always my style of sewing. Um, and I just use it as a means of getting where I want to get, mm -hmm. minus it being perfect, minus the technical skills, minus knowing all the ins and outs. Um, I have great love and respect for people that um, can do it in such a perfect way. 
Mm-hmm, I'm not going to totally. say I don't have patience, but I am going to say I'm such a mad creator that to me it's just like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. So Yeah, yes. totally. <laughs> so the theme of this episode is about kind of trends. And I was researching some trends in sort of this coming into the spring, summer. I know it's crazy to even think about yeah. this today. I think it's even minus like five out today in Toronto. It's I haven't even been outside yet today. <laughs> I need to go get a zipper after this. So I'll brave the cold. But Where do you buy your zippers? Uh, um, I go to the um, leather sewing supply depot on Spadina. On Spadina. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite place. Shout out <laughs> to them. <laughs> um... So I was just wondering, I know for you, I see you a lot in um, kind of the home decor spec of things. And I was wondering the translation of trends. Is it fluid in between fashion and home decor, do you find? Yep. What's your perspective on on that? I think the design and fashion and art and home design and makeup and uh, shoes and bags, it's the same thing. I think yeah. that we often think that there's such a very strong delineation in style, but the truth is, you know, if, if I'm seeing something on the runway, a variation of that will be occurring in the home is going to be occurring mm-hmm. on the face palette. It's going to be yep. occurring in accessories. Um, I learned that a long time ago because I did start my work in fashion. I was getting fashion magazines. And then I remember getting the first Domino magazine 13 years ago. And Domino Mm -hmm. used to have, in the early days of their magazine, they would do this spread, and I don't know if you remember it, but they would say, let's turn this outfit into a room. Oh! So they would do this very cool thing where they would take something that's hot on Mm -hmm. the runway, and then they they would turn it into a room. And so that was the early days of Domino already saying, hey, you know what, we know that fashion is fashion, regardless if Mm -hmm. it's home fashion or if it's, you know, clothing fashion. Um, Mm -hmm. And you'll also see, too, with some of the fabric designers... Um, you know, it's not often in my world that, you know, an interior designer will think of fashion, but I always do because I love fabric. Mm-hmm. And so often when I'm sh- searching for fabrics for a client for a pillow or a drape or something in their home, I'm like, oh my God, but this would be an amazing dress. You know, totally. or this could be an yeah. incredible skirt. Or could you imagine this as a jacket? Yeah. So it, there is there is such a fine line and I think it just depends on how open you are to, you know, bridging the gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, the home can just be um, really a reflection of your personal style. And I know for me, um, I my favorite color is lime green. And now you don't say every- with your lime green. <laughs> I just want to sh- I want to tell everyone that cannot see you right now that she's wearing a lime green turtleneck. Oh, so I'm sure my listeners. Uh, yeah, would. <laughs> They're like, would oh, of course, know. she's wearing a lime even green my engagement turtleneck. ring is lime green. It's, <gasps> is it a peridot? Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah, I'll sh- cut, I'm hey, showing her kind of on the, camera. The peridot is my is my birthstone because I'm a Leo. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, awesome. So I have a peridot. My mom has a peridot ring that I I will be getting one day. So <laughs> I know it's my yeah. He did good, but my everything is now. I realized that someone was over and they're like, Meg, everything in your kitchen is lime green. I can't buy the lime like the non lime green spatula no. if there's one and hundred percent. And now my fiance Julian's like, it might be getting a little out of hand, but I'm just, now I look at you and all your design work and I'm like, Psh, if it brings you joy, yes. then yes. yes. Have you have you been watching that Netflix tidying up that everyone's watching right now? No. Have you heard of it? It's this way of tidying and you go through everything and you held, you hold everything yeah. in your hand and if it doesn't bring you joy, um, this is the Marie Kondo's. Yes, yes, Marie Kondo's magical art attire. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was not familiar with her. Um, she's been around. Sort of she's it. been around for a while, and she yeah. she comes from the Japanese culture of you know we don't need a lot, we only need what serves us, and right. and that and that cultural belief is something that um, she puts towards. She's actually she trains people all over the world to do her tidying up technique. Mm-hmm. And I had one of her tidying up technique people to my house about three years ago. Oh, and, no way. Yeah, and it was really interesting, like, the way they fold and everything has to be fit in confined spaces and you only have what you need. Um, uh-huh. And it's and it's very energetic, actually, and that's very much how I work, which is, if I don't love this, if this is not serving me... Yes. And this goes for everything, not just stuff in the home. This goes for garments because, as women, we're so attached to our garments because we may have uh-huh. worn a skirt or a dress or a coat to something that's uh, a place where we 
a wedding or something yeah. that was really significant to us mm -hmm. and then we can't get rid of it because we're like oh but that dress i wore that wedding and like it made, know, it made eh? me feel this way so um yeah it's it's all about being surrounded by and i don't care what it is that you're doing if you are in fashion yeah or making or diying or home decor you know the home should serve you and fill you up inside from your heart from your spirit it's not about mm -hmm. just having what's in all the latest magazines yeah. And going back to um, one of our hosts on our podcast doesn't follow trends and that's okay. Um, but what's your, I know, cause you have such um, a kind of a vibrancy about you. Do you keep up on all of the trends and do you embrace them or you ignore them and just do you just do you or I don't know. What's... I think, I think it, you know, the truth is I've always been a proponent of just do you. Yeah. Um, but not in the, you know, just do you girl. No, in I the, know, I in, know. In the way of like, in the way of, <laughs> I think that we all have a different ideal of how we believe this life should be led. And that a lot of it happens in the home. And yeah. am I, am I aware of style? Am I aware of trends? Yeah, absolutely. It's a huge part mm -hmm. of my life. You know, right. some things I love and some things I don't love. And I think that being aware of the trends is cool because then you can adapt some of the mm -hmm. elements and philosophies into how you live and what you're doing now, but also too, you can understand what is yours and what isn't yours. Mm -hmm. Because often right. I think personal style is what develops as trends come in. Cause you can be like, Oh, I've loved that forever. Or I have a bunch of those or, Oh my yeah. God, I would have never thought of putting leopard with that. So right. I think it trends yeah. sort of uh, enrich our style experience, but I don't necessarily think that mm -hmm. trends should dictate how we design in its entirety, not only in our right. homes, but on our bodies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I have to ask you, since I think you mentioned in your sewing journey, you always like to sew and wear like wa white walking shorts. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a trend and I'm kind of all for it. And it's the bike short kind of fashion trend, wearing like cycling shorts with like heels and a blazer. And that's one of like Vogue spotted. It's one of the definitive trends of spring. Um, so are you into the cycling short fashion trend? <laughs> you know, I'm going to lean this on um, because I come from fashion. I know body types, right? Right. So I know what looks good on some people and what doesn't look good on some people. And I know what will yeah. look great on me and what just will not fly. And <laughs> I actually, early days of my life, I love spinning. I'm actually going spinning tonight for the first time in a year. But I used oh my to be gosh. a spin instructor. No way. Yes, and I loved it. So I have worn my fair share of bike shorts. <laughs> and I always had the one with the big padded butt because you'd be sitting on that seat for so long. So, oh, sister, what I'm trying yeah. to tell you is <laughs> I love myself a good bike short. I love pushing the envelope and wearing things that don't. I, I, it's the so bad it's good philosophy. Right. But I, for me in bike shorts, it's a no-go. My The way I'm shaped right now and my history with bike shorts, I'm going to say no to the bike shorts for me. But I can also appreciate why they're there because sometimes yeah. I see some fashion and I think, God, I hope that that person's wearing like huge underwear under that or something. Oh, because totally. It's just sometimes I don't – I'm such a functional fashion person. Mm -hmm. I, I love when things look great, but I can hustle in them or I can move in them or I can – climb a ladder in them. Um, I don't, I love looking good, but not at the price of being able to function in my life or be cold or not crawl on the floor. I've, <laughs> I've become very um, utilitarian with my fashion. And I, and yeah. I still love like a, you know, a beautiful pop piece or, you know, throwing a, you know, designer scarf mm -hmm. with something, but not necessarily head to toe stilettos. I give you all the credit in the world for wearing the damn bike shorts is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I know I, I made some uh, a couple months ago, uh, but I haven't like worn them like out in like the streets, like not to the gym yet. So I think I think I'm going to try and rock that trend. Uh, this You're going to have just, to send me pissed. And so just before we wrap up, I just want to briefly touch on your canvas collection. Thank you. This was so, so cool. And I know when I first was looking at it, I know people in the sewing world, we were talking about this um, in one of our bonus episodes is it looks kind of like a, a muslin fitting that we would do to test out a pattern. I love how you've taken you've taken it and it's that's that's what it is. You know, it was born of 
you, you know, this is, it's so funny how it was born. It was born of utility. Um, Delta Faucets Canada is a faucet company had hired me mm. to host an event. And the, the philosophy behind the event was life is messy and Delta Faucets is going to help you clean it up. Mm-hmm. And so I had this vision that the whole night would be white and that we would paint things. And then there was a series of sinks and we would all wash our hands. And so all I kept thinking of was, what am I going to wear that's white that I don't mind getting messed up? Ah. So I found this dress and it was in an old 1960s Vogue and it had like a very tall box collar and uh-huh. it was just the plain, you know, you yeah. saw the trapeze silhouette with three quarter length sleeves and I found some really high grade and this was before designer fabrics went under. I went to designer fabrics and bought some really high grade canvas and I had my friend who sews just whip this up for me fast. I was like, yeah. he, he drafted a quick pattern because I could not find the pattern anywhere. Mm-hmm. So we drafted a quick pattern, threw it together. I wore it that night and the event was secondary to the amount of people that stopped me about this dress because right. it had big pockets in the front. Yes. And a lot of people that attended were designers and makers yeah. themselves. So um, again, I just kept wearing it. Every time I would go to do an install or something, I just wore the dress. And mm-hmm. consequently, I'm not, I racked up like a list of about 20 people that all said, if you sell these, I will buy That's them. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I started to blow it up. Like I originally started with just the dress with the tall box collar. And then I did mm-hmm. a vest, which goes on top of everything. And mm-hmm. then I did a small tunic. And then I've expanded it from there. But it was really just born of, um, I have brightly colored hair. I love being mm-hmm. able to accessorize. I love the modest material of canvas. Um, I love how it falls on the body because it's mm-hmm. a little bit more firm. I think it makes everyone look good. It, mm-hmm. When it's done and it's pressed and it's on you, it looks so polished and sort of yes. very Japanese. And um, there's also something really, really beautiful that you, you look like um, it's elegant while you're hustling, you know, and florists and restaurant owners and waiters and potters yeah. and, you know, artists and knitters, mm-hmm. everyone's scooping them up so it, it yeah. was cool yeah I love looking at the hashtag associated with it because you can see how different people um utilize it just um and artists especially you know kind of the paint speckles that yeah. just the that's you know um happens when you paint like I'm sure if I ever painted I'd just be a complete mess I, I have so many of them but. over the years obviously <laughs> I've collected my own big collection of them from doing samples of stuff yeah. and trying them out but I would say, you know, of the maybe 20 I have in my closet, 10 of them are completely totaled with spray paint and paint and glue and glitter and stuff that stuck on them. But that was the idea of the collection was that I wanted people to show their lives and their work on their clothes and not be afraid to wave their hands on their clothes Mm -hmm. and keep going and stuff your pockets full of whatever. And and it worked. I mean, I still Mm -hmm. have dreams of it being on a larger scale, but, um, you know, I've Mm -hmm. got so much happening. It was sort of one of those things where I thought, something's got to go. And um, I found X amount of imported, beautiful, organic, pre-washed canvas cotton from India. So I I bought a whole bunch of those rolls and I think I'm on my last big roll of those. Ah. So I'm like, Ooh, what's hey. next? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, thank you for that. And I, I have loved the canvas collection. It's been, it, it has very much been a part of my heart. It's, it's like a pet project for me. And speaking of pet projects, you have a podcast as well. I do. I feel yes. like, isn't it so cute, all these podcasts? We're all doing these podcasts. I know. Yes. For, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did my, I, I usually do, and I've only, because of my work, I've done lots of talks. And yes. um, I've gone to universities and talked to design students mm-hmm. and um, across the country now with the home shows talking about home decor and consequently, you know, businesses need to talk about design and art, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, all the topics are vast. Mm-hmm. And um, and one of the ladies, here I go talking about Delta Faucets again, but the lady who runs Delta Faucets Canada um, had come to one of my talks and mm-hmm. she, she just felt very compelled that this was a message that we all could benefit from outside of just talking about interior design that we, I, mm-hmm. I really wanted to open it up and talk about love and why we love what we do and all the different people in the world that do different things but bring love to their work Mm -hmm. um because i think that that's a big that's a big piece that we don't always talk about which is you know really loving what we do and why we do what we do sometimes we go on autopilot and we're unconscious about it and 
um, I, I just wanted there to be a little bit of a consciousness around the choices of who we mm-hmm. are and why we do what we do and just support. Cause I, yeah. I do feel like the world needs to feel like they're very supported and, um, and regardless of what, you know, element of life you want to dabble in, um, I wanted the podcast to feel like a big warm hug. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, so thanks so much for talking with me here today. It was just fabulous chatting chatting with you. Fabulous to chat with you too. And I'm so, (laughs) this is such a very cute podcast name. So and Tell is the cutest thing. That's so cute. It's truly, Um, it's brilliant. As is your love for lime green and (laughs) all of it. I'm, I'm so I'm so pleased to meet your acquaintance and to have had this time. And, um, and thank you for everything. Thanks for wanting to have me here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come back anytime. And everyone, check Tiffany out. Um, just where can people find you? Uh, TiffanyPratt.com is my website. And my handle ac- across all social platforms is at the Tiffany Pratt. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sending everybody love. Oh my gosh, what a fun interview. Oh, Tiffany. Yeah, it was so much fun oh, talking Tiffany, with so her. so much fun. Yeah. She, sounds, she sounds like such a joy to talk to. I just kind of want to be her friend. Just Oh my gosh, life. I know. She's so gracious and kind, and I, I love what she had to say about just kind of representing, you know, being on TV and, and representing somebody who's just fully their self. And mm-hmm. I know. I love that. Yeah, that's why I really connected to her. And just a fun uh, note, when we did their interview, so we were we could see each other over Skype, and she had her little dog in her lap the whole time. <laughs> and obviously I had to show her bunny. Oh, of course. Uh, and then so she, we were chatting about that after. So oh, that's yeah, awesome. It was really great, yeah. Well, I love what she had to say about trends and enriching your style experience instead of dictating them I thought that that right. was I thought that was perfect the perfect way to look at trends and the perfect way to incorporate them into what you do with your with your life and your sewing I love that and I, I mean even the you know concept that trends are fluid across fashion and home decor and beauty that was kind of a new concept for me yeah that was fascinating it was really interesting and I it mostly just made me feel guilty I was like I need to spend some time putting some energy into my home decor because you know you know this, in the same way that you build out your um, your garments and your style and your wardrobe um, thinking about how you can bring that into your home is you know really good inspiration point mm-hmm. but how do you turn a fruity suit into a room <laughs> I think oh that that's gosh. a total room that's a room yeah, waiting actually, to that, happen that actually sounds really like really doable. that sounds like a room I want exactly. to live in, for sure. Sorry, guys. Apparently, I'm obsessed with the fruity suits. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started with our sojo. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, our sojo is the thing that's inspiring us, that's giving us our sewing mojo this week. Uh, so, hey, Amanda, what's your sojo? Well, as I mentioned, I just finished making two pairs of jeans and... Um, finished up a coat that has been a work in progress just sitting in a corner in my sewing space for over a year I finished it up this weekend Yay, congratulations Thanks. yes I saw that you posted it I love Thanks it I love so it so much it was a journey it was a journey but um so now I'm taking a little bit of pause um and thinking about what I want to hop into next we'll see how long that pause lasts but um I have been really inspired by um a challenge that's happening right now on Instagram. And it's kind of an informal challenge that's just super fun. And I think if you love fruity suiting, you will love <laughs> this challenge because it is hashtag dress like a crayon. And <gasps> it's all these people oh dressing in head to toe single color. Um, and, you know, I'm pretty sure I could do black and taupe beige. and beige. <laughs> beige. But, um, but maybe a couple of other things, you know, just thinking about, you know, wearing, making a bold statement in a solid color and also like different tones of colors and how those can maybe work together in interesting ways. So it, um, what Katie Sews uh, started the challenge and it's really kind of taken off and there have been some great, um, great outfits. That's, that is so so cool. So that sounds like a lot of I'm, fun. Yeah. I had a sojo, but now I'm just changing mine to dress like a crayon. <laughs> is, I think that's allowed. <laughs> oh, that sounds like, 
Yeah, now I even forget mine. No, no, I had mine in, in mind. So my Sojo is, I sent you guys a little um, screenshot of it, but I'm really getting on this planning thing, planning out my mashups. And so I'm going to sew my um, top. I'm starting with the top for my wardrobe plan of my mashups for 2019. So yeah, we're going to work on that, that top this week. So, nice. Yeah, awesome. Love some planning. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys. Here's my sojo. I am now officially committed to making my very first coat. I have Ooh. purchased the fabric. Uh, it is the Berta Style number 112 from December 2018, the one that I keep talking about, how much I love. And I got yes. a lovely tweed uh, fleece double-backed coating, cool. um, which should be here in a few days. And um, I am very excited. And um, on top of that, I um, I sort of started thinking about my trip. I'm taking a trip to Vienna, for anybody who doesn't know, which I think is probably everybody, uh, next fall. <laughs> and I was thinking about how this coat would be perfect um, for a Vienna overwear piece. And then I started thinking about, well what else am I going to wear to Vienna? And at this point, I've started conceiving a whole travel wardrobe around yes. this trip. I know. And here's me. I never plan anything. I don't do capsule wardrobes. Go for it. And all of a sudden, here I am. I've even started sketching. I've got a color palette Ooh. figured out. I've got a whole bunch of patterns that I've sort of narrowed it down to. And so, yeah, I'm multiple excited about my coat and my Vienna plan. So, yeah, that's my sojo. I feel like... Um, I've been an influence on you guys, whether it's bad or good. I know. Like, we're <laughs> I got you. you guys are now. on the planning train now. Love it. <laughs> we're all aboard. All aboard. Yeah. Uh, though I do think that's kind of funny because your Sojo was your capsule wardrobe, yeah. Meg, and yours involved that coat, and mine involves both. So we're all on the same same we're getting synced up yeah we're all on the same train mm-hmm. on the same <laughs> train where are we going i don't know <laughs> i don't don't know <laughs> where are we going and why are we in this handbasket um okay so next it's time for our sew and tell segment where we asked you a question and we got some answers back from you last time we asked what are your tried and true patterns because we were talking about tried and true patterns at the time and we got a couple of really good answers on Instagram. Uh, so we're going to read those. I'm going to start, and I'm going to read one from S is for So. Hi, Courtney. Hi, Courtney. I don't know Courtney, but hi, Courtney. Uh, so Courtney says, whether a garment fil- fits well out of packet or I put the work into making it fit right, if I enjoy the construction process, I'll make it over and over. I have multiples of the Alley Sweatshirt by Sew so DIY, the Jessica Dress by Mimi G Style, the Lander Pants by True Bias, the Sunny Dress and Top by Friday Pattern Company. And the most recent breakout TNT patterns of 2019 are the Dawn Jeans by Megan Nielsen Patterns and the Sarah Shirt Dress from Breaking the Pattern Editorial Note. That's a book by Named Clothing. I've even listened to this episode of the podcast three times, which this is why I had to read this one. I haven't even done that. I think technically I maybe have, but yes, uh, that that what, what a compliment! Wow, <laughs> thanks so much for yeah, saying that. That's and kudos for all those TNT patterns. <laughs> that's a lot of sewing. That's awesome. For sure. All right, next up on Instagram, we heard from Cooking and Crafting. Shout out to Meg. Hey there. Um, I just made the Nini for the third time yesterday, so I think it's a TNT for me too. Also, Cashmerette Concord, Liesl & Company Classic Shirt, and the Sew House 7 Toaster Sweater. Oh, those are so good. I actually haven't made a toaster sweater yet. Are you guys familiar? What is a, what's a toaster sweater? I was just there, uh, looking at that. I was, it's very intriguing. It's a pattern by Sew House 7, and there are two versions. One is a raglan sleeve, um, kind of sweatshirt style, but it has um, a high neckline. It's like kind of a cowl neck, um, but a little bit smaller um, and then there's another one that has a really interesting kind of a boat neck, um, mm. turtleneck. And then it's got, I believe, um, it doesn't have a band at the bottom. So it's it looks less like a sweatshirt. Um, and I think it's got a split hem. But they're both just like Ooh. great basics for winter and super popular. There's even a hashtag toaster tuesday thing going on for people who have made a whole bunch of course there is and of course i know about it (laughs) 
<laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. So I'm going to read one from Instagram um, at threadcom. Made by Ray Washi Dress. I have it with the neckline scoop, without the neckline scoop, and a navy one with piping on the neckline and sleeves. I also made one with an eyelet fabric and rayon underlining in a double-sided dress one, which took four and a half hours, including the fabric shopping. It was for a wear white party and I knew I wouldn't wear all white that night so I changed halfway through. I haven't made one in a while but I'm going to try one of the expansion pack options soon. I that is cool. that is a pattern that's um kind of one of those first beloved indie sewing patterns um and people just love that um washi dress and Mm. I love it. It's kind of like the lander pants. There's an expansion pack. So mm -hmm. you've made it a bazillion times, and then you get the expansion pack, and there are all these different design options that you can um, try and make new looks and really kind of keep it going. I love that. Mm -hmm. love yeah, I love the idea of an expansion mm -hmm. pack. And I've always wanted to be go to a, a wear white party. It just seems so classy. <laughs> so. I think well, I, I love the idea of doing reversible ones so that – you can uh, change up your look halfway through Kinda the day brilliant. if you wanted to. Brilliant. And, I mean, wearing all white is very dangerous, especially for clumsy me. Seriously. <laughs> I would have red wine over it in five minutes. So. <laughs> all white and maybe a poncho on top. That would be yes. my yes. approach. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, so this episode's question is, what is your favorite spring trend and will you sew it? So, uh, yeah, let us know about yeah. that. Um, if you hang on for a little bit, we'll tell you how to get a hold of us, but you can definitely check us out on Instagram or email us. Uh, stay tuned for all that information. But before we get into that, we do have a favor to ask you. We have created a survey to get a better idea of who's listening to us, what's working for us, and what you'd like to hear more of. So we'd love it if you'd help us by taking a couple minutes to fill it out. We'll post a link on our show notes page, and we'll also put it on our Instagram, which is at SewAndTellPod. Plus, we'll link to it on all of our associated Facebook pages. We don't have one for the podcast at the moment, but look for the link on the Berta Style, Sew Daily, Sew News, and Creative Machine Embroidery Facebook pages. And as a special thank you for taking the survey, you'll receive a free Berta Style pattern after you submit. Um, hey, Meg, what did we decide we're going to go with? It is going to be a pleated skirt. So pleats in the front um, and no pleats in the back. Yeah, so it's really cute. pretty. It's like a nice. Um, mm -hmm. Very, very versatile. Yeah, really we nice. think you'll like it. Uh, so the survey will be open through February 21st, 2019. So uh, check it out. Give us your answers. Let us know what you think. Uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks for chatting with me, Amanda and Meg. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That was fun, fun as always. Yes. Happy stitching to Happy everybody at home. Stitching. Have fun with the trends. Yes, gonna go get my bike shorts on. <laughs> For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at fwmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sew and tell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a production of FNW Media Studios and is produced and hosted by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinhardt. Our audio engineer and editor is Evan Rutherford, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer.